The housing market these days is hugely competitive and disillusioning, whether you're buying or renting. So why are so many of us spending so much time looking at other people's zhuzhi houses? Shows like Grand Designs, Architectural Digest Celebrity Home Tours, Selling Sunset, or just scrolling real estate listings, there is a lot of interest in homes that are completely out of reach for most of us. Are we masochists, or does this kind of voyeurism perform a psychological function of some kind? If this is something you do, I would love to hear why it's so appealing. Fiona Arlen is an associate professor at the University of Sydney, and she looks at cultures of home and housing. She's also the author of Renovation Nation, Our Obsession with Home. Fiona, great to have you with us. Yeah, good to be here. Why do we love to look at homes that most of us will never be able to attain? Well, I think, as you mentioned, we're in the midst of a, a this major housing crisis and uh, many of us are struggling to find affordable homes uh, or to repay our mortgages. But the property shows that we watch on TV, I mean, they're the, it's kind of the ultimate form of escapism. You know, we can actually struggle, at, struggle in our own homes, but watch glamorous, glitzy, luxury housing on TV and escape from our problems and our, well, maybe are the, the reality they were actually locked out of the housing market and probably may never get a foothold on that housing ladder. Well, and some of those shows are part soap opera too, aren't they? So it's not just about the real estate. But give us a sense, if you can, Fiona, of how widespread this popularity is, these shows, for example. Oh, I think they're, they're hugely popular. And now, actually, they're catering towards... Um, different cohorts. So you have your first home buyers shows which show you how to buy a rundown property and do it up to either flip or to live in. Uh, And then you have your grand design, so catering to sort of a more mature market where people have the the money and the time and the leisure to uh, renovate their houses. So, I mean, these shows cover so many different cohorts. I think they've got the market really covered. I thought it's so weird to hear that there's one aimed at millennials on on binge, which have the younger audience and some of the other streaming platforms. I mean, that's pure masochism, isn't it? (laughs) Well, uh, perhaps, but then, um, you know, the Bank of Mum and Dad has become one of the largest banks in the country, Uh, the equivalent of, say, a medium-sized bank like the Bank of Queensland. So there are millennials who are actually, with the help of Mum and Dad, uh, buying these properties. And, of course, these shows show you. They show you what to do. They show you how to renovate them. They show you how to flip them. They show you um, everything you need to know to, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a long history of people looking upwards for their inspiration. People rarely decide to look downwards and feel better than themselves. What's going on there when it comes to housing? Well, I think we've, for a long time, we've had, uh, we've looked down and we've we've had this vicarious interest in, um, oh, you know, people who cannot, well, cope with their houses. They are, they're hoarders or they're doing deviant things, <laughs> you know, they, they seem to be abnormal in their, in their living experiences, like, like hoarders, like all of those hoarding shows that were, were around um, years ago. But now I think there, we are actually looking looking upwards we're looking at the lifestyles of the super rich we're looking um at these 
these kinds of houses, like these real, this luxury housing, you know, harbourside mansions, things that most of us will never in our wildest dreams ever be able to afford. And I think what we're doing there, where it's a, again, it's a form of voyeurism, it's a form of escapism. We're living vicariously because we know um, that we'll never be able to afford these houses. But we, uh, there's a, yeah, an incredible sense of pleasure we get from that kind of escapism. And I think we, we yeah, we kind of, we get distracted from the hard realities of living with interest rates, uh, living with cost of living pressures. Um, and I think it's no surprise that if this current moment when uh, housing has become an investment vehicle, it's become, a, it's become an asset, it's become a safety net, that we have this proliferation of shows all focused on property. I, that's not a surprise. It's uh yeah, there's no coincidence there. It's a very Australian thing too in some ways, isn't it? I mean, Australia seems to be uh, one of those countries that, that's very interested in buying and owning and, and putting your own stamp on a property. Yeah, um, yes. It's, uh, I guess their home ownership has been uh, an ideal um, in Australia for a long time. Um, we were the, I think, had the one of the first... Uh, the, the first nations to have um, to p- have a peak home ownership level of in around 65, 66%. And uh, so home ownership has been a, a, a real um, mainstay of what Australian living and life is all about. Uh, and, yeah, it's sort of seen as like, well, you know, to be an Australian, you have to have a house on a quarter acre block and you have to invest and pour huge amounts of energy and money into your homes. I don't think uh, the current obsession with property is uniquely Australian. I think we've got, sure, we've got our own particular take on it. But I think um, property shows, renovation shows, property porn has actually become a feature in most Western nations over the last 30 years because they're the nations that have experienced kind of rapid house price appreciation. So you've got America, you've got Canada, you've got Ireland, the UK, Australia. You know, these are all countries that experienced this massive housing boom when house prices skyrocketed. And so a lot of people um, saw their houses double, triple, double again in value. That certainly occurred in Australia, but Australia is not unique there. But I think what is unique, as I say, is this the historical longevity of this passion with housing, the centrality of the Australian dream in the Australian psyche. So yes. I think that is, that is unique to Australia. But this the interest in property porn, I think that's more widespread and it's to do with our booming housing markets over the last 30, 40 years and the fact that house prices, the, the increase in house prices have kind of surpassed our increasing wages. We're speaking with Fiona Arlen, who's an Associate Professor at the University of Sydney on Life Matters Today. She looks at cultures of home and housing. My name's Hilary Harper, speaking with you here on ABC RN. I was a bit shocked to realise that Grand Designs had been on air for almost 25 years. So, I mean, as you say, this is an incredible length of time that we've been fascinated with this stuff. But is there a limit to this kind of aspirational escapist thinking, Fiona? I mean, we're in the middle of a housing crisis. It's It's got a bit of a different flavour, doesn't it? It's a little bit Hunger Games that some people are able to inhabit that aspirational world and some people are wondering if they're going to have a home next week. 
Yeah, that's right. And I think while these shows are incredibly popular as a form of escapism and sort of vicarious um, pleasure and voyeuristic pleasure, I think we're now seeing real divides in the community. A lot of people are angry about uh, the lack of affordable housing, the lack of access to housing for many groups. Uh, so, you know, we see renters being evicted every day um, as landlords struggle to pay um, pay their mortgages. And I think there's, yeah, on the one hand, there's this, um, this pleasure that half of the community gets out of these shows. And then I think uh, we're seeing more and more um, recognition of the injustice in the housing market as more and more people are actually uh, kind of locked out of it. Yes, indeed. I saw a hilarious meme the other day that was a Venn diagram and in the intersection, it was a Venn diagram of 13th century social media and 21st century social media. And in the intersection, it said, I can't afford bread. I don't like the new king. (laughs) And I think I can't afford my hovel over winter. And it was, uh, it it rang a bell, I think, for a lot of people. But I mean, this this history of showing off fancy property goes back a long way, doesn't it? The French, French kings were notorious for making incredibly expensive and incredibly desirable uh, home and palace designs. Socially, what does that luxury or that ex- excess around property communicate to others, even in Australia? Well, I think uh, our homes are metaphors for us, right? Uh, we actually communicate everything about our identities through our homes. So, and it's really interesting, you know, just look at um, Paul the, Paul Keating's um Victorian Terrace in Elizabeth Bay. You know, he 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 renovated it fastidiously um, to high period style over years and years and years and years and years. But ironically, it was a house never lived in. It's kind of like you know Keating's vision for Australia. <laughs> Whereas um, Bob Hawke, you know, um, he lived in a very modest house um, before he became prime minister. But then. He became Prime Minister and, of course, he met Blanche. And what did he do? He bought a very glamorous, chintzy, harbourside mansion, you know, and that was his statement. John Howard, meanwhile, um, you know, he kind of, his house was incredibly ordinary. And I think, he, you know, when it was suggested, is your house a metaphor for you? He said, yeah, yeah, I've never thought of it that way. But, yeah, sure. Yep, I'm an ordinary bloke and I live in an ordinary house. So our houses communicate so much. And I think now, when we're at this moment in time where um, this moment of aspirationalism, yeah, where we don't care about the norm, we don't care about egalitarianism, we don't care about, you know, fitting in, which was kind of the home ownership dream of the 50s and 60s, now we want to be we want to be set apart from the norm we want to be um we want to be special and we show that through our homes you know through the design of our homes through the accoutrements that we you know have around in our home we the kind of design and the way we renovate it so our homes now have become these sort of signs of distinction like you know what are you doing how are you renovating mm. do you have um, marble tops in uh, in your kitchen do you have louvered windows you know how you know, what, what kind of doors are you doing like what kind of you know, it's it's these are all things now that where we can um, 
demonstrate our prestige and our distinction from the rest, our, our aspirational values. As I say, so the homeowner, the, the meanings of homeownership have, have changed dramatically throughout Australian history. In the 50s, yeah, it was about being very happy with your your, your modest three three bedroom house. Now it's like, nope. I want to add another story. Or no, I might even put in a spa bath. Oh, I might have, you know, a second kitchen or a third bathroom. So I think, yeah, uh, we, we invest so much money and so much energy in our homes because they speak volumes about our identities. Yes, we're aspiring much more beyond mere respectability these days, aren't we? Where? We're not sure yet, but it's been really interesting speculating about it with you, Fiona. Thank you so much for your time today. Great to talk to you. That's Associate Professor Fiona Arlen. She studies cultures of home and housing at the University of Sydney and her book is called Renovation Nation, Our Obsession with Home. Interesting text too. When Robert Louis Stevenson was here in Sydney in the 1890s, says Christine, he said we were obsessed with real estate then. And other people texting in, many people saying how much they love watching those shows. It's social. I text my friends. I can be judgmental about it because I have no stake in it. It's so far above my actual situation. Uh, and it provides a face to the common enemy of capitalism, says one text. Interesting take. Thanks for your thoughts. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.